1: opener. I don't recognize her anymore. Uh, That is, uh, well, that is me 10 years ago, nine years ago, I guess. Uh, Good morning and welcome to Autism Life. Yes, we have not changed the opener. And yes, I was a different person and I dyed my hair and I was younger and thinner. And it happens. It just happens. Uh, In any case, uh, I love the music in it. You guys can see me now that I sort of rock out to the music. And I love looking at the pictures of the kiddos because, uh, those kiddos who've grown up and are doing so well, and we've had uh, a couple of them on the show. We should have all of them at some point. Uh, but anyway, in any case, I'm Shannon Penrod. We're coming to you live from my house. I know it's a concept you're unfamiliar with, uh, but the truth of the matter is, is you guys are getting so used to seeing people come from their house and checking out the uh behind them. I know. I need to change my chachkas up uh, <laughs> more exciting uh but i'm thrilled to be here with you i i just first i want to start by spreading some lies are you just doing so awesome this COVID emergency it's i know it's kicking everybody's keister on different days right and there are different things like just when you think you have it all like on a level place and you go okay i might have this for five minutes then you know something new gets added into the mix right or the time gets extended but i gotta say you know, while, while I had concerns for all of you and I still do for our autism community because there are extra things, extra things going on for you right now. And I know that, you know, being cooped up in a place and, and especially not necessarily having access to all the resources that you normally have, it makes me worry for you. But I got to say, I knew that you guys would be rock stars at this because you already had to do this in your life. You've already had to go, oh, okay, all the rules just changed, and we got to do this in a different way. So uh, you guys rose to that occasion, and you're rising to this, and I just want to be here to help you. We all here at Autism Live want to help you to rise to that occasion. So we're going to be with you live for the next hour. We've got a really inspirational show planned for you. Uh, Excited to be here with you guys and to hopefully be of service. Our number one mission here is to inspire uh, and to give inspiration and information. That's what we're here for. And uh, please don't uh, mistake me for an expert or a mind reader. So <laughs> that means is we have other experts come on the show and, um, and that you need to write to me and tell me what you need, if there's something in particular that you need, because otherwise I may not know. I likely won't know, right? Yes, I am an autism mom. My son was diagnosed with autism at the age of two and a half, but Let's face it, every person with autism is different. And I'm still very much in the front row learning. And like a lot of you, you know, it's like, we, we just, we wanna know more, right? And, and my son is his own person. He's not necessarily like you or someone that you love in your family. So don't assume that, um, that I know what you need, right? And tell me what's going on and then let me help you to try to see if we can find something for you where you are and that, That leads me to my next thing is how do you connect with the show? And Traven here in a second will show you a wonderful graphic of the different ways that you can connect with the show. I want you to know that you can watch the show live in a lot of different places and it's free um, in all the places that we are. If somebody is charging for us, you know, it's, uh, it's not with our say so. Let's say that. Uh, But so here is a list of some of the different ways that you can connect with us. You see that we're live on Twitter, Facebook, Periscope, and YouTube, and on our homepage, which is autism-live.com. Now, though, once we're done being live, you can still find the recordings on Twitter, Facebook, Periscope, and YouTube, right? Um, But you can also find the podcast of Autism Live. On the other side, you can go to iTunes, and it's a free download. You can download either. Just sound, take us for a walk, yes. Uh, Observe distance from people while you're doing it, but take us for a walk, take us for a car ride. Uh, Or you can listen to us on Spotify, you can listen on iHeartRadio or on Deezer. And again, don't forget, you can always find us at autism-live.com. Now in each one of these different formats, there are different pluses and minuses, and we hope that you will access the way that is great for you. And if there's a way that you like to access uh, information and podcasts and it's not on this list, please bring it to our attention because we love to add ways for people to view us. We don't want you to have to go searching. Right. Um, That's that. You know, we want to be any place that you are and we want to be free there. That's that's what we're trying to do. Now, some of these places are interactive and you can write us in questions. You can write in questions on Twitter, on Facebook, on Periscope, and on YouTube. And you absolutely can write into us on autism-live.com. I know many of you love our guest who's gonna be on the show today. So if you, you can be writing in on any of those places. And we try to do our best to moderate the comments and to answer as many comments as we possibly can. But, um, you know, with our, with our growing popularity, and I say that, like, what a quality problem, right? The more people that watch, the more people that write in the, you know, we, we, we don't necessarily get to all of the comments in the live show. We try to catch up on them afterwards. We are behind, um, largely because we had Temple Grandin on, I uh, guess it's two weeks ago today, and we're still catching up because so many people wrote in and we like to make sure that we connect with as many people as we possibly can. So please be patient with us. Uh, We're doing the level best that we can just like you are, right? Um, I do want to point out that on our homepage, autism-live.com, there is a chat button at the very bottom of the page. If you click the chat then it opens up a little box and you are able to have a conversation with me. I have that one on a separate um, iPad over here on a screen just to the side over here that you guys can't see um, that so that I can moderate the comments there. So, And then uh, Traven helps me during the show to send me comments from the Facebook and the YouTube. So um, that's a wonderful thing. Like for instance, Emma, Uh, I want to know if I can go home to moms as I'm struggling here on my own. And I'm sending you a hug, Emma. And I'm going to tell you that I don't know what your circumstances are in terms of what your health is and what your mom's health is. So I want you to reach out to whoever is the person that you trust in your life have a conversation with them about both your health and your mom's health and what exposures you both have had and what risks you both have to see if that's something that works out. And obviously, please speak with your mom to see how she feels about that as well. But it is hard on your own. And I want you to know we're here uh, with you and glad that you're here with us. And it is hard on your own. I, I keep thinking about all the people that are in their homes alone and don't have somebody else with them because I think I would have lost my marbles if it weren't for my husband and my son. I am uh, you know, quarantined with my two favorite people and I can't um, imagine what it would be like if you're away from someone you care about or if you are just isolated, it'd be a tough, tough time. So please, thank you for reaching out to us, Emma, and please reach out to your mom and somebody you trust that knows your circumstances, who can help you to make the decision about whether this is right for you and right for your mom. We also are saying hi to Jana. Uh, Jana, I don't, am I saying it right or is it Yana? Ooh. I always wonder whenever you write into us. Um, so, in any case, uh, see, there's an example. We have people writing in right now. All right. I do like to tell you a couple of things at the start of the show. And one of them is that we do have lots of experts on the show. Boy, have I got an expert for you today. Woo. He he ticks all of the boxes, right? Um, But I just always like to remind you, we have lots of experts. I'm not one of them. Um, You know, I'm a mom and, you know, talking about moms, I'm a mom and I'm a proud mom and I'm a former school teacher and I am someone who cares deeply that you guys get the help and the resources that you need. That's what my credentials are, right? And yes, I've been doing this for over 10 years now, hosting shows about autism. So I've interviewed a lot of people. Yes, I'm opinionated. Uh, Yes, I consider it an informed opinion, but not everybody agrees with me, and that's okay. Right, right? It is what it is. But uh, please don't mistake my opinion for expert advice, because it is not. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. Also uh, wanna say to you that we here on Autism Live welcome the entire greater autism community. And what I mean by that is first and foremost, we welcome individuals who are on the autism spectrum, of course, right? The show is called Autism Live and we want to be a resource and information and a place for those individuals to have a voice, right? Uh, Of course. But we also welcome everyone who loves those people. That's the moms and the dads and the brothers and the sisters and the cousins and the grandparents. And by the way, the ABA therapists and the OTs and the SLPs and, and all, all of those people, because uh, we want to help those people to get to the resources and information that they need also so that they can better serve those loved ones that they have. By the way, I left out spouses. You know. Um, We love all of those people. So uh, just wanted to be clear about what we're doing here and, and why we're doing it. Now, on Thursday, we like to start the show with something we fondly refer to as the jargon of the day. This is when we take on one word, one phrase, one acronym. We try to figure out what in the hey, Nani Nani are those experts talking about? And why, why do they have to make it so difficult? I, I always say we give you the actual definition first, then whenever possible, I make fun of it because I am who I am. And, and what else are you gonna do with it, right? And then we give you a working definition, which we hope will start the the be very beginnings of the understanding. Don't expect to get it the first time, because most of us don't, right? But we go, that's why we go back over them. And what you'll see is that eventually you'll be someplace in your life. And the circumstance will come up and you'll go, oh, I think it's that thing. That's that thing. Oh, what was the name of that? It was, oh, it's that, that's what that is. And it'll all start to make sense, right? Uh, Okay, we just do it a little bit at a time so that we don't have to get overwhelmed because we're overwhelmed enough. All right, you can see that our jargon term for today is SLP. Welcome to the land of alphabet, ladies and gentlemen, don't you go crazy sometimes? And now with all the text things, this is how old I am. Uh, my husband and I have to Google all the things that come with with the text. you know, when people, I mean, you know, I know uh, LOL and, and those, but now there's a bunch of them, I don't know what they mean. And I have to Google them, it's a sad, sad state. Uh, but for autism, Sometimes it's equally as overwhelming, right? So what on earth is an SLP? Let's take a look at our actual definition um, and see what there is. So there's not much to make fun here. So an SLP stands for a speech and language pathologist. Woohoo! why couldn't we just say that? Cause it takes too long, that's why. Uh, so they call it the SLP and you'll especially hear this Uh, When your child is school-aged, everybody will be constantly talking about, well, the SLP said this, and the SLP wants to do that, and the SLP this. But let's take uh, a look at our working definition for SLP to see if we can't put this in proper context of what are we talking about with an SLP when we're talking about an autism diagnosis. An SLP is a person who works on speech production, articulation, and social communication. All right. Now you're probably like, oh, that sort of made sense. I kind of knew that. But I want to be really particular here because a lot of times we lump speech into one big category and we we say, oh, so-and-so is verbal, nonverbal, talking, not talking. Right. But there's all these nuances to it. Right. Um, And, you know, we need to identify what the issues are as we're working on them. For instance, um, and, and we wanna know this so that we can be talking with our SLP about what we wanna accomplish, right? Um, for some of our kids, uh, especially our kids who have apraxia, but kids who don't have apraxia too, it's the actual being able to get the sound out. Uh, that you, know, they, you watch somebody who has apraxia and you can see that they want to say the word but it is not, the, you know, the connection to the brain and the connection to the, um, the muscles that do it, it, it isn't connecting, it's not firing, right? And it's very, very frustrating. So we wanna make sure that a person has the mechanics uh, and that we wanna be working on it for them to be able to produce the sound, right? And by the way, there can be other issues besides the apraxia, you know, sometimes our kids, um, just have not developed the musculature or the habits that come with producing sound. We were talking with Dr. Grambichet the other day about, you know, being able to blow, um, that when you and I say buh and puh, we're pushing air through our lips. It's called a stop plosive, that the lips go together and there's a puh of air, um, that goes through them, right? Um, and some of our kids just, don't pick that up on their own. And so we actually need to work on that kind of thing. So that's the production side of it. But then there's the articulation part of it, which is, you know, we all to some degree are working on articulation, right? Um, but for a kiddo who's gone through all the machinations to be able to produce the sound, to be able to say something, to request, say, a cookie right? Um, Because that's what they want. And what we want is to be developing that speech and have that be reinforcing for them. So that if they say cookie, that they get a cookie, right? Because that fosters more speech, but there's nothing more frustrating for a kid who's gone through all the work to be able to produce the sound. And then they say it and nobody understands it right? And some of you right now are sitting there going, "Uh uh-oh, this is my kiddo, right? You might have a two, three, four, five-year-old that you understand, that you get, you totally know what they're saying, but nobody else does. And that's a big old drag because we get into the next thing, which is social communication. But if I don't have the ability to communicate the way you can receive communication, we're going to have a hitch in our whole social communication, this is, we were sort of talking about the other day, um, somebody was asking about sign language and I love sign language. And my favorite thing with these press conferences that we've been having is to get to see all these amazing signers who are interpreters who are signing and it just, it's like a, I, I'm determined that I'm gonna learn sign language and I'm gonna start it during this, this COVID uh, period of time. But, but the truth is, is that the vast majority of the population does not understand sign language. So, you know, it's frustrating for a person who knows sign language and, and that's their method of communication. If they're speaking to someone, you know, it's it's like being somebody who only speaks Italian and, um, and you are in Russia, right? You're going to have difficulty with social communication and, and, you know, getting the things that you need. But there's a whole area of social communication that's nuanced that isn't just how you produce sound and how you articulate it. It's understanding the give and take in conversation. It's understanding when the person is looking away that they're disinterested. It's understanding the facial expressions on somebody, whether somebody is bored or angry or upset, right? There are a whole bunch of nuances to social communication. So. When you or your child are working with an SLP and you're thinking about what are the things that are preventing this individual or me from being able to do the things I wanna do, a lot of times people just think of one thing here with an SLP, but the truth is that a good SLP can work with you on all of these things. And that's when things really get rocking. So there's our jargon for today. Okay, we always have a question for you. And I, you know, this question, I, I put it in days ago and uh, and I, I really wanted to change it, um, but that's okay. I'm gonna ask this question um, sometime next week, but, uh, but this is perfectly fine. What is the best part of your day? We asked you yesterday, what's the hardest part? Now I wanna know what is the best part of your day? Write it and tell me on Facebook or YouTube or any of the ways or on the live feature and tell me what the best part of your day is because you know, claim it, name it and claim it, okay? All right. We always have a topic of the week and our topic this week uh, is all about running a marathon, not a sprint. Look, this is where we are with this COVID thing is that, you know, there was there was a lot of discussion about are we all going to go home and stay home? Is that going to happen? Like what's happening? Uh, should we stock up? Should we not stock up? That We can't close down the world. Right. And then it was, oh, we are closing down the world. It's just for 14 days. All right, we can do 14 days. 14 days is a sprint. I mean, it seemed like a marathon at the time, but it turns out it was the sprint. Then it was, oh, it looks like we're going to be here for another four. Oh, look, we're going to be here another month. And I don't know how long we're going to be here. I don't know. I want us all to be safe. Um, but I think most of us have had that shift. Uh, sometime between last week and this week, it's the shift of, okay, this is not a blip in time. This is going to be a longer period of time. And we're adapting to what everybody's calling the new normal. Um, And, you know, it's going to keep changing and we have to keep adapting. And at some point, we're going to get back to some semblance of our life. But I think we're all in agreement now that things, some things are going to change permanently because we're starting to see that some things make more sense, that some people are going, look, I can work from home. Look, look how this works, right? And other things were going, oh, do you see how that was not working at all before, right? So we've got to adjust our thinking right now and say, what do I need to do to make everything work in this time period? And that might be a small conversation. That might be a ginormous conversation. But I especially want to take a second to talk to the parents out there of individuals who are on the autism spectrum that we all want to help you. Um, As a parent who went through early intervention with my child and I know how hard it was, um, and I can't even imagine how hard it is for you now, but as I was saying yesterday with Dr. Grandpache, it doesn't mean you get to stop. And Temple Grandin was telling you two weeks ago this, we don't want to lose the progress that we already have. So I wanna encourage you, there are resources for you available now. Please avail yourself of the resources. Let's run the marathon. Forget the sprint, we're not in a sprint anymore. Let's run the marathon. And for a lot of you, I just wanna put it out there. There are telehealth services for you from supervision to actual ABA therapy that could be helping you right now. And I know you're like, ah, that sounds impossible. That sounds ridiculous. That sounds really overwhelming. I'm just begging you to try it, begging you. We're putting out a challenge, try it. Try it once, then write me back and tell me. But I think you're gonna find, overwhelmingly people have been writing in to us and saying, oh my gosh, this is saving my life. So I'm begging you, um, I'm challenging you, try it. Just once, just once. I'm not asking you to commit to the rest of your life, just try it once Uh, and then tell me the story so far, everybody's like, OMG, this is incredible. And if you watched our Card Heroes last week where we were interviewing those therapists and they were talking about how they're getting it done, I want to see this. I can't stand it. I like all these young people who are doing all these fun, crazy puppet shows and and things to get the kids engaged and the kids are loving it. So I'm hearing from the parents that they're loving it and I'm hearing from the therapists that it's so great because the kids have missed them. Please... Please don't let your ch- children regress during this time. Give the telehealth a try. All right, uh, and every day I'm supposed to be sharing an activity with you guys and I forgot to look and see what the activity was. So I don't even know, Traven, is it there? Uh, it may not be. Uh, if it isn't there, uh, then I, I, each day I've had, I had one planned for you. I can't tell if it's gonna show up or not. Oh, well, it's, it's who we're going to have on the show. But let me just say this, that on our Pinterest page, uh, Autism Live has a Pinterest page, and I've put tons and tons of resources. So if you're like, I don't know what to do for myself today, there is a whole button that is about self-care for caregivers please. And it has things that aren't for caregivers too. So please go in and find yourself something to do for self-care today. Sometimes the hardest part is thinking like, what could I do for myself? So you don't have to think, just go to Pinterest, find autism lives page and toodle around. I put some really good stuff there for you guys, but look who we have on the show today. It's very exciting for me. Uh, We love some Carrie Magro here and excuse me, Dr. Kerry Magro, um, he has been uh, being on the show, I wanna say for uh, nine years, like since we started, uh, we, we, you know, we've had Carrie Magro. I have I've yet to meet Carrie in person. I don't know how that could possibly be true. I feel like I've watched him grow up the first time that he was on this show. I think he was uh, maybe a junior or a senior in college getting ready to graduate. And now, now he's Doctor Carrie Magro. So uh, I think is he uh, with us in the in the waiting room? Uh, I believe. Oh, okay. Well, I'll come back to that. Uh, but is Carrie with us in the waiting room, Trayvon? If he is, go ahead and and put him in here with us so that we can start to talk to Carrie. Carrie is a remarkable author, speaker, advocate, uh, and. I feel like he's one of the bright shining lights in, yeah, let's have him come in, have him join us here, Draven. Carrie, can you hear me? I'm just gonna keep talking about him uh, because I do think he's one of the bright shining lights in the autism, there he is, but you're on your side. Can we possibly flip you? Look at you with your beanie, looking all cute. I I think that you can hear me, but can you undo your mic so that we can hear you? We might just have to have him sideways, but then I'll turn. Hi, Carrie. Uh, There you are. I can't hear you yet. Uh, So we're going to work on that for a second, but I'm going to keep talking about you and how fabulous. So Carrie has written several books, and I'm telling you, if you are looking for something to do- Hey.
0: Can you hear me now?
1: I can hear you now, but I'm getting a little bit of echo. Uh, so we're gonna work on that for a second, but I'm gonna keep talking. To oh, you. somewhere on your computer, you're playing the live show. So you just need to stop uh, wherever uh, that is. That's why I'm getting a little bit of a laugh. Oh, okay.
0: it's, it's just better.
1: It's so much better. Look at how cute you are in your beanie, Gary. Uh, uh, Look at you. I'm Doc, so excuse happy. me. Dr. Magro.
0: Yes, <laughs> as of last May, as of last yeah. May.
1: I think that's the last time you were on the show. And it was like, the I think it was the first day that you had actually had your degree deferred, conferred upon you. And so I think we were the first one to be able to call you Dr. Magro, but it's still new to me, yes. relatively.
0: It's uh, new to me as well. It's new to me as well. But uh, it's, uh, it's been quite a year, being um, the one-year anniversary next month of uh, when, once I uh, graduated. So uh, it's still surreal to me. And it's just, uh, it's been an incredible year. Uh,
1: so. Carrie, we love you. Uh, we just, you are, I was just saying, you're just such a bright light in the autism community. You're always a positive influence. You are such a role model for so many of our young people. And I think you give So many parents, so much hope. The first time that you were ever on the show, I was saying that I think you were a junior or a senior getting ready to graduate from college. And you were so well-spoken. And I just, you were like, I I don't know, peanut butter and butter pecan ice cream mixed together. You were just (laughs) luscious. And that we all couldn't stop talking about you for the longest time. We were like this young man. Um, And, you know, I, I prefer to let you tell your story about you know how you came to be in the autism community. So tell your story and then we're gonna get the update on how you're working for HBO and working on Mrs. Fletcher and all the things you got going on. But tell yeah, tell no. your story. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop my camera out so people can see you better. Oh there yeah you
0: go. So uh, I have had the most amazing time obviously over the years getting to know Shannon and Autism Live. But uh, I was diagnosed with autism when I was four. So uh, I was diagnosed in 1992 when the numbers of autism were 1 in 1,000 in the United States. Today, the, autism is the fastest growing developmental disability. And I found from a very, very early age, when I was about 11, that I was on the autism spectrum. And it was very life-changing for me to learn about my autism diagnosis. And once I got to college, I went to Hall University with sport management in mind in the hopes of joining the sports world. Sports has always been one of my unique key interests uh, growing up on the spectrum, but I I realized there was such a need to talk about autism and disability in our community, so I changed career paths. So for the past nine years, I've been a professionally certified speaker with the National Speakers Association, getting to travel across the globe I'm hitting uh, the decade mark uh, since I uh, first became accredited of uh, getting the opportunity to speak around the country on autism, disability and inclusion and so many more topics and get to meet some amazing people. Uh, getting to work with amazing autism organizations like the Autism Society of America and the National Autism Association. And uh, it's just been quite a journey, getting to write several books and then also getting to work in our entertainment industry to make sure we're bringing a realistic portrayal of disability uh, to our entertainment industry. But uh, it was a lot of work. Uh, I, it was, I, I love what you said about, uh, it's, it, it, it's really a marathon, it's not a sprint. Uh, because that's, uh, it, it it took a while for me to overcome many of my obstacles, but I'm so glad to be here today and have uh, the ability to share uh, my voice and my story for the world to hear.
1: And moms and dads all over the world are swooning right now because you're just, you're so delicious. Um, <laughs> and, and, and we love you know we love you and we love what you say and it gives us so much hope. So, uh, but I want to talk about uh, you, you know what you were saying about working in the entertainment, entertainment industry and how important it is for you to have accurate representations. So, tell them a little bit about you know what what you've been doing. And this is not your first time. You were you on um, Mrs. Fletcher. No. There been you've done this for other things. So talk about that a little bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So last year, uh, I had the amazing opportunity to be reached out by HBO. They were working on a project uh, in Brooklyn, uh, which focused on uh, one of the characters in that show actually being a nonverbal boy on the autism spectrum. And I jumped on that opportunity right away because the projects that I worked on in the past, uh, Joyful Noise and Jane Wants a Boyfriend, focused on two individuals with autism who were really, really verbal, had great communication abilities, uh, and kind of got the same thing that I usually get, which is, oh you have autism, but you don't look like you have autism. And uh, this project was really great because it gave me the opportunity to focus on another side of our autism spectrum. And uh, I got to consult, it was a limited series on HBO, which aired uh, last fall. And uh, being able to make sure that this character, which was just this five-year-old boy Nonverbal boy on the autism spectrum, making it as realistic as humanly possible. So it, it made me reflect a lot about my early days of being nonverbal. Even though I said my first word when I was three, I still have countless journals and articles from my family that I was able to review while thinking about this character and making it as realistic as possible.
1: And such an important, important thing. And I believe that people can still be watching Mrs. Fletcher because um, I think it's on HBO demand and they should be watching it. Great show, great cast, and wonderful work that you did on that. And as you said, not the first time that you did that. But this is a very important thing that I, I'm glad that we're, we're seeing some traction in the entertainment industry that um, this you know, accuracy of representation is, is so important. Um, and it's important in other fields too. Um, but especially, you know, I mean, we're going to, it's called autism lives. We're going to talk about autism. Um, and I'm Carrie, I just, I got, I'm surprised or maybe I just don't know. Have people approached you about doing some acting work and auditioning for some (laughs) of the roles now that are out there?
0: It it's really interesting because that has actually come up, uh, several times. Uh, I, Come from a background in theater when I was in high school, uh, but it's not, not something that I actually considered uh, for most of the projects that I was working on. But uh, now I'm actually putting myself out there to potentially do a little bit more acting work. So uh, we'll definitely see what's going on. I've received a few offers that I really can't uh, talk too much about because I've signed NDAs, but hopefully they're on me right. I might be able to talk about soon.
1: See, I started the show by saying I'm not psychic, but maybe I am because that's a thing that should have happened. So, and I didn't know that it was happening, but I'm glad that we, that I, I fished there, but we're, we'll, we'll see. And you'll tell us later on when you can tell us. Uh, But Carrie, one of the things that we wanted to talk about with you, um, I, you, you, are, are so amazing and you post continuously. And I think people need to be following you uh, because you have so many stories of hope and you go and speak. And every time you speak, you meet somebody and then and I feel like you tell their story for them, which is just a really luscious, luscious thing to having your feed on a regular basis. And Carrie and is so um, modest, but he also has a wonderful charity that gives scholarships to young people on the spectrum going to college, and you can find out about all of that. So where should they go to be following you and to be getting that that luscious feed of you meeting people and telling their story? Yeah,
0: absolutely. So uh, I started a nonprofit uh, when I was actually just uh, starting uh, professional speaking for the first time called KFM Making a Difference. So, we've given out 68 scholarships for students with autism, uh, partial scholarships with autism the past eight years. Uh, So, for people who want to stay in contact with me, uh, I have a Facebook page called Carrie's Autism Journey, where one of the great things I get to do uh, when we're not in the COVID 19 pandemic and I can actually go back out speaking is uh, we bring a tripod and a camera and we sit down with self advocates and we sit down with them for 10 to 15 minutes at a time and we ask them what what they would like the world to know about them. So we have over a hundred stories of self-advocates from across the globe who simply just want to share their stories. We believe that we've been given a huge uh, opportunity to have a platform of over 200,000 Facebook followers and an opportunity for these individuals to have a platform to share their stories. was really important for for me because I, I still don't think we hear often enough from our self-advocate community from a large scale. I I hear so many parents who have these large followings and sometimes I I, I get a little curious why self-advocates have as large of followings uh, as many of the parents and experts in our field. And uh, this big reason why I want to start that video series to give them a little bit of my platform so they can continue to share their stories to as large an audience as possible. So Carrie's Autism Journey is my Facebook page and then I also have uh, all the Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I'm even on TikTok now, which I got peer pressured into. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> I got to check that out. And I, And I got to say, I really appreciate what you were just talking about because I get a fair amount of criticism here at Autism Live and people will say to me, You know, you're a parent, you shouldn't be the person hosting this show, this should be hosted by somebody who's on the autism spectrum. And you know what, I don't disagree. I don't disagree, but over the years we have, you know, whenever possible, uh, we have had self-advocates come in, we've offered them space, uh, you know, to, to do their thing. And Carrie, I'm gonna just put this out to you, like if you ever want space on Autism Live, it's yours. I remember, Years ago, before you became so big, 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 we were asking you if you wanted to come in and do your own little segment on the show. Um, but, you know, so in the meantime, I'm here, but if Carrie ever wants to take my place, I'm sure we can arrange for that to happen. Um, but because I do feel like um, it's really important that we give self-advocates a voice. It, uh, I find that a lot of times self-advocates are busy. And that's just the long and short of it. I think that sometimes as uh, parents, we, uh, when our kids are a little bit older, we have a little bit more free time because we're not doing the social thing that you guys are doing. And I, I think that that's part and parcel. You know, we've watched over the years, Autism Live has watched a lot of, you know, different people. You're the only person who's still doing a show. Um, and you do do a show. Talk a little bit about. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you're still doing it now, but you from time to time are doing your show,
0: right? Uh, so a few years ago, I started a show called "The Different Is Beautiful" show, in the hopes of again with this platform of self advocates, making people realize that different is very beautiful. In many aspects, uh, it goes off of Temple Grandin's "Different Not Less," who I admire so much in our autism community. Uh, so I, I haven't been doing that show, uh, unfortunately, uh, just because of how crazy my schedule has been with public speaking, uh, but it's definitely something I'm going to definitely try to pick back up maybe in the future once I uh, get off the get off the road and uh, start to settle down and uh, hopefully a family at some point, so.
1: Wow, all right, since you brought that up.
0: I know, I know. I, know. <laughs>
1: I was, I was thinking about all the things that I wanted to ask you and I was like, Oh, I should probably ask Carrie ahead of time. But one of the things that I keep thinking about in this COVID situation is all the young people and what the dating situation is like. And, you know, does this make you, does this make you more want to move towards getting married and having babies or, you know, like, but, and you just brought it up, Carrie. So I'm just following up. Are there I babies would. in the future?
0: Uh, so uh, I'm I'm dating, uh, but uh, I haven't. Uh, so, so I'm I'm single and dating as of right okay. now. Uh, so hopefully in the future that would be something. But uh, I, I I definitely would be open to it in the future. It's it's one of my life goals to get married, have a family. Uh, it's it's very interesting being in this whole. Uh, the 19 situation in dating because it's very dating apps. You lead up to it and then you're like, Oh wait, we can't go on dates. And then it becomes a virtual FaceTime and it's very odd (laughs) in many aspects. But you
1: know, I, I gotta say, Carrie, I said this at the beginning, There are going to be some great love stories that come out of this because this like, I remember my grandparents having to write letters to each other, you know from uh, the, my grandfather was at war and they had to write letters and they fell in love through letters so i think that some really brilliant love stories are going to come out of this um and for people who are writers like you um there will be stories to tell Carrie. yeah uh, I, uh, go
0: ahead uh, because i i have many mentees who are young adults who are are desperately looking for relationships and love and I know that they are at home and their routines have kind of been changed a little bit so I've just been telling them just really be on the lookout you never know who might be quarantined at home as well who might be wanting to start a conversation with somebody as incredible as some of my mentees.
1: So uh, which brings up our next point which you are someone who is available to mentor people so if people are watching um, and they, they themselves are like, look, I, I need some help and support, or somebody who has a kiddo, what age range are you really uh, wanting to mentor, Carrie?
0: So the, the age ranges that I've been working with uh, most recently have been teenagers and young adults. So anywhere from the ages of 13 to 24 are uh, usually the range that I've been working with, uh, at least quite recently. Uh, But I've worked with uh, older adults as well, Uh, even individuals who realize their autism and disability diagnosis in adulthood and want to understand more about the community. So it's been very uh, mixed in nature, but 13 to 20 and they could go to my website at kerrymaverett.com, where all my contact information is at. And uh, if they reach out to me, I would love to start a conversation. Because one of the things we, we we talk about the whole dating aspect, but we also talk about mock interviews, how to get into a post-secondary education, how to apply for scholarship aid, uh, et cetera, and so forth. So a very wide
1: there's a lot there to talk about. So uh, in this, you know, we've sort of skirted around and in this COVID emergency uh, with people secluding, I know that you've been a proponent that, you know, there's some things that people can do to help themselves. Talk about the new normal and what you're advocating.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I think the First and foremost, we need our community to realize that even though this might seem like the new normal right now, we are going to go back to a place before physical distancing in the future. Uh, a lot of people who, who I've talked to are very just loom and doom about all this. And from a mental health perspective, I think we need to realize that one day there will be a vaccine, one day there will be an opportunity for us to leave our homes, not have to worry about physical distancing and to really be cognizant of that. Uh, Because right now it it feels like a lot of people in our community are going stir crazy. I know I (laughs) have uh, gone that way several times in the past few weeks. So I think that's really important, but also really trying to find a daily schedule for themselves. That's really, really key in our community. We need every single young person, but also adults to create that structure, to come to at least a some place of normalcy. And that means having a visual schedule, uh, but also educating younger children by social stories to tell them about COVID. Uh, I've been an advocate uh, quite recently of making sure that individuals don't watch a lot of news right now uh, to keep that very, very minimal in nature, because you hear a lot of statistics, a lot of facts from a lot of different people. And uh, some of the times those things are not accurate. So making sure to keep watching the news to a minimal as well, while also building that daily schedule for yourself uh, while this is going on.
1: Well, and that's all great advice, Carrie. And I, I wonder because you brought up the whole thing about going stir crazy, and so I'm, I'm wondering when you feel that way, what kinds of things are you doing to help yourself aside? Because the schedule is a great one, but what else in the moment when you're, you're feeling antsy, what helps you?
0: Uh, well, it's interesting that just a few minutes before uh, our uh, chat today, I was buying myself a a uh, miniature treadmill so I could work in, inside the house which will literally cost like 150 bucks just so I could get my uh, work in because I, I think one of the things that we unfortunately do is when we're in the house, we we don't really think about the physical activity. Uh, and that's something that's so important for our mental health that sometimes we take for granted. Uh, short-term and long-term retention, it, boost once you have 30 minutes of cardio activity every single day and it's the same thing with depression down when you're at so I think that has been a really important aspect for me especially uh since this quarantine began but then also uh just making sure that I avoid uh, a long period of screen time because that can make anyone go crazy uh looking at the countless emails looking at how many Zoom webinars I can uh, put in place for our community uh, during World (laughs) Dog Month, trying to make sure that I take some time to actually read a book, actually talk on the phone with my family. All these things are tremendously important. So uh, I don't deal with eye strain and dealing with too much uh, activity when it comes to the screen time.
1: Yeah, even when it's productive screen time, like you were saying, like planning webinars, sometimes you gotta step away from it. Cause I know it seems like there's two different worlds here that, um, you know, my, my husband is home for the quarantine and he's not working. Some of the time he works, like, you know, cause he does voiceover stuff. And so, you know, he might work an hour a week, right? Whereas I'm working overtime. <laughs> like we're working constantly here. And uh, cause you know, it takes a lot. And, and so our lives are totally different, but, um, but we both have to be taking time away from the screen time because it's not good for either of us, whether it, with, for him it's Netflix or for me, it's you know uh, being you know, here with you guys. Everybody has to take a break. Um, but you brought up reading as a thing to do. And I see that you've got one of your books over your shoulder. Let's talk about some because people need to be reading and why not read some of the things that you have written, which are available on your site. Carrymagro.com, correct
0: correct yes and uh, I honestly didn't even realize that I was there this is my old MacBook Pro from 2011 that doesn't work anymore so it's been become a placeholder to put books and magazines well, uh, and
1: bring it bring <laughs> it forward show people the cover because that's uh, you when you were a bambino wasn't it or, yeah. or is it just on the screen is it the it physical book
0: was or, it was um, yeah. It was me back in the day when I was a very, very young kid, uh, when I was about uh, two and a half, three years old, when I was still uh, nonverbal. But uh, my books are available on my website at kerrymagrow.com books. I've written uh, a book on self-advocacy called Finding Autism from the Heart, uh, Autism and Falling in Love to Help Our Loved Ones Go About Going Into Relationships, and then uh, my children's book. Uh, I will light up blue, which came out last year about two twins on the autism spectrum. So uh, I have another book uh, that I'm planning on releasing at some point, hopefully in the fall of this year, depending on how this COVID situation goes. Uh, <laughs> on college for those on the autism. Oh
1: well, timely. <laughs> I've got a I've got a kiddo who's finishing his junior year, so I'm going to need that one. Uh, awesome. It's wonderful. He's fabulous. He's doing really well. And he's so far, you know, knock on wood, this, uh, this quarantine is not bothering him. He's doing his classes and um, I've pressed him into work. He keeps having to, uh, because he wants to study film, Carrie. And so he, I've made him, we've made a couple of videos that he has been the person shooting them and editing them. So I've put him to work. Um, and so as long as he's busy, he's a happy, happy camper. Uh, okay. Uh, and so I, Carrie, I haven't asked you, are you living in New York right now?
0: Uh, so I'm in, uh, Hoboken, uh, right Hoboken. now. Uh, it, it's still
1: been... kind <laughs> of a hotbed of where stuff is happening, right? Are yeah. you safe?
0: Absolutely. No, I am perfectly safe. I, I live in a big apartment complex where we have. All the needs, Grubhub, Seamless, everything we could ever need. And the groceries are uh, very, very easy to come by, thankfully, Uh, (laughs) because I know that's not in a lot of areas right now. Uh, So yeah, I've just been uh, here and just uh, weighing it out. And um, yeah, uh, hopefully we'll uh, be through uh, this situation soon. But I know a lot of my friends in New York are having a very challenging uh, time right now. And also New Jersey, we have the uh, second highest uh, uh, diagnosis rate of uh, COVID, I believe, right now.
1: Well, we want you to stay safe. Now, you mentioned normally you're out speaking everywhere. You would have had a very busy month. We, there's no way we would have had time. You, we would have had time, but you wouldn't have had time to do this if this month had played out like we thought it was going to play out. Um, but I, I hear you saying that you're planning all these virtual uh, webinars and things. Talk to us about that.
0: Yeah, sure, it's, it's been really challenging uh, because during the month of April, I was uh, supposed to have 21 uh, in-person talks. Uh, April is the biggest month of revenue for me as a professional speaker because it's World Autism Month. And uh, unfortunately, there's been a lot of learning curves uh, where a lot of groups were very against going Uh, to do their conferences via Zoom, their live events via like Google Hangout, Facebook Live, et cetera, and so forth. So uh, most of my events got either postponed or canceled for the month. And uh, it it really made me have to recreate the wheel a lot uh, in terms of my public speaking, which uh, led to uh, me just really reaching out to all my old contacts and really realizing that a lot of people were struggling because they some form of World Autism Month offense, but really didn't know how. Uh, And having a background in educational technology leadership, which was my doctorate, uh, it gave me the opportunity to really look at how we can provide as many webinars during the month of April. So at least we can salvage World Autism Month even a little bit. So uh, I had been doing uh, Facebook Lives and, and, and Zoom uh, webinars almost uh, since the, the first week of uh, April. And I still have uh, ones lined up uh, for the rest of April and uh, May. And one of the great things that we're doing is uh, we're actually doing a free webinar because we know that the unemployment rates are continuing to rise uh, in the United States. So we're actually doing a weekly uh, Zoom webinar uh for individuals in our community just to give them that education uh at this time and providing uh certificates of completion. So at least if somebody's looking to potentially get back into a workforce after this is over, they have a little bit something that they can add to the resumes.
1: And when and where are those, how do people register?
0: Sure, so I post all of them on my Facebook page at Carrie's Autism Journey. Uh, So we've been doing topics on uh, navigating virtual learning. Our next one is uh, how to succeed in school for a student with a learning disability. And then our final one at the end of the month is gonna be on uh, the four areas into adulthood. So looking at guardianship, employment, post-secondary and housing. So. (laughs) Missy,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we can check all that out on your Facebook page. Uh, you're, you're incredible. And you know, I, I know this is, I I know that this is annoying that I'm going to ask this, but I, I know, you know, people are writing in and, and they want to know, like, you seem so amazing. Are there areas that you still struggle in that are autism related?
0: Yes. Uh, so the biggest thing is transition difficulties and, um, Ironically enough, uh, routine changes. Uh, And uh, those are two of my biggest struggles uh, to this day, along with definitely having a a few challenges with uh, social interaction at times. I can feel very overwhelmed. For example, if I'm at a big cocktail party where I know that for three hours, I'm going to be shaking hands, kissing babies, speaking to as many people as... um, humanly possible. And uh, that can feel very overwhelming uh, for me. Uh, So those are definitely some of the big challenges that I still have to this day. And then just the the whole routine change has been, uh, it it was very jarring at first, but now I'm kind of settling in.
1: So when you know you've got to go to a big event like a cocktail party and you gotta you gotta do the whole polit you know it's like at some you need you do need to go into politics Carrie I'm just saying uh, uh, after after you do the movie star thing you need to go into it, politics in uh, for you, absolutely
0: absolutely right?
1: um, but um, so you know you got to do that whole meet and greet kiss the babies sort of thing not in this emergency right. But um, no, no. is there something that you, is there a ritual that you do beforehand to help you to be able to handle that? And is there something that you do afterwards to sort of decompress?
0: Uh, so the, the, the way I usually start out is I, I really just try to think about who are the major people I need to talk to at the events. So if I'm going to speak in the event and there's a reception afterwards, knowing which people I'm probably going to be with at that time, who I'm going to be talking to the most, Uh, just because I like to be prepared for any situation. Because it brings me to a place where if I'm prepared before I go into a situation, I'm much more calm and I'm much more able to be able to be myself, not mask any certain behaviors as well. Uh, So that's definitely the big thing. And then afterwards, I definitely do like a glass of red wine after (laughs) any type of offense as kind of just a way of relaxing, Uh, but also just uh, deep compressing, being by myself, Uh, watching sports is still the go-to. I try to find any type of sport and I try to just go to, that's a big thing.
1: Well, and we have to say because you 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 look quite young, but obviously you're you are your doctor, Dr. Kerry Magro. You you know have a PhD. He is definitely of drinking age, so it's totally legal. Because <laughs> uh, you because you look a little young, Kerry. I don't want people writing in saying what's happening here. Uh, this Hi. is Dr. Kerry Magro, and he is definitely of legal age that he can enjoy a glass of red wine, no letters, please. Uh, so Carrie, we're just about out of time. Why don't we go through, tell them the Facebook page to go to again and your website again.
0: <clears throat> sure. So it's uh, Carrie's Solitism Journey, which could just be found at facebook.com slash special community. Um, My website is kerrymagra.com if you're interested in learning more about the films and the books that I've worked on. And uh, then just reach out to me any time if you're looking for consulting, but also a uh, Zoom webinar during the month of April. We've been working with businesses, schools, and uh, community events during the entire month. It's been really, really great.
1: And same place, where do we go if we want to talk to you about mentoring, either for ourselves or for our kiddos?
0: Sure. So you could go to my website, kerrymagrow.com, but uh, you're also feel free to contact me via my email at anytime at kerrymagrow at gmail.com. We're constantly, we receive just a little over 200 emails a day from people in our community. And we try to get to as many as we possibly can because we realize it takes a village and we want our community to not feel alone and just remember that there are people out there looking after them.
1: And many people are writing in and saying, thank you so much for being here. But one in particular that jumps out at me really good to hear and get information from this session. My son is three years, quite a happy child, verbal, but cannot tell what he needs most of the time he was diagnosed at two years of age. And, and again, Carrie, I just know that, like, being able to see you sometime I got to get your, your mother on the show. Ah. Like, like, I don't know if she's at all interested, but you know, I, just, I just feel like we would wanna ask her a million and eight questions, but being able to see you, hear you, be with you, love you gives us all hope um, because you are an incredible young man. And I think any of us would be so proud to claim you. And it gives us all kinds of hope for the direction that our kiddos are going in. So thank you for all that you do.
0: Well, thank you, Shannon, for having me on. And uh, I'm trying to get my mom into public speaking. So I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be talking to her hook, about
1: hook this. me I, up. We've <laughs> <have> got <laughs> to get uh, Ms. Magro on the show to give us the 411 about all the things that she did. I know you're your own person and you are, you know, but let's face it, you know, we always, when we meet, meet a mensch and you're a mensch, we always want to know, you know, okay, what did the mom prioritize so that we can... Menches too. Uh, I, Carrie, just love you so much. We are totally out of time now, but come back to us whenever you want. We will make airtime for you. Oh, I'm not kidding.
0: I appreciate that. I appreciate that so much. And thank you for having me on and um, be
1: safe. <laughs> you too. Keep us posted. All right. We love you, Carrie. Bye bye. Uh, and that's really we're past the time to go, but isn't he just divine? Isn't he just luscious? Every time he comes on, I'm just like, oh, you know, let's, uh, oh moment of gratitude, right? Uh, showing us the way, Carrie Magro. Okay, uh, tomorrow on the show. Uh, For Let's Talk Autism with Shannon and Nancy, we are welcoming back to the show my fabulous uh, friend, of course, Nancy Oswald Jackson will be here, but another good friend of ours, uh, Vana Tiero, and she is an amazing mom, two boys on the spectrum. She's a documentary filmmaker and her first film was My Tiero Boys. And now she's got a sequel. It's called Believing in Miracles in Spite of Autism. You're not gonna wanna miss it. Nobody speaks truth more than Vainetiero. So be with us then. Uh, she's also started doing stand-up. I have not been able to go and see her do stand-up yet, but I can imagine it. Uh, so anyway, thank you all. Love to all of you. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, give your kiddos a hug from me and one for you too. Bye-bye for now.